Chapter 10 of Autumn Leaves. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Autumn Leaves, edited by Anna Wales Abbott. Miseries, number one. Did you ever try to eat a peach elegantly and gracefully? Of course you have. Show me a man who has not tried the experiment when under the restraint of human surveillance, and I shall look upon him as a curiosity. There is no fruit, certainly, which has so fair and alluring an exterior, but few content themselves with feasting their eyes upon it. How fresh and ripe it looks as it lies upon the plate, with its rosy cheek turned temptingly upward. How cool and soft is the downy skin to the touch, and the fragrance so suggestive of its rich, delicious flavor, who can resist? Ah, unhappy white, bitterly you shall repent your rashness. Any other fruit can be eaten with comparative ease and politeness. A peach was evidently intended only to be looked at or enjoyed beneath your own tree, where no eye may watch and criticize your motions. I see you, in imagination, at a party, standing in the middle of the room, plate in hand, regarding your peach as if it were some great natural curiosity. A sudden jog of your elbow compels you to a succession of most dexterous balancings as your heavy peach rolls from side to side, knocks down your knife, and threatens to plunge after it when you stoop to regain it. You look distractedly round for a table, but all are occupied. Even the corner of the mantel shelf holds a plate, and you enviously see the owner thereof leaning carelessly against the chimney and looking placidly round upon his less fortunate companions. You glance at the different groups to see if any one else is in your most unenviable predicament. Ah, yes, yonder stands a gentleman worse off yet, for in addition to your perplexities, he's talking with a young, laughing girl who's watching his movements with a merry twinkle in her bright eyes. He evidently wishes to astonish her by his dexterity and disappoint her roguish expectations. He holds his plate firmly in his left hand, and proceeds at once to cut his peach in halves. Deuce take the blunt silver knife. The tough skin resists its pressure. The knife and the plate clash loudly together. The peach is bounding and rolling at the very feet of the young lady, who is in an ecstasy of laughter. Ah, she herself has no small resemblance to a peach, fair, beautiful, and attractive without, and I sadly fear, with a hard heart beneath. Are you yet more miserable than before? Turn then to the yonder sober-looking gentleman, who certainly seems sufficiently composed to perform the difficult maneuver. He has the advantage of a table, to be sure, but that is not everything. He begins right by deliberately removing the woolly skin. Now he lays the slippery peach in his plate and makes a plunge at it with his knife. A sharp, prolonged screech across his plate salutes the ears of all the bystanders, and a fine slice of juicy pulp is flung unceremoniously into the face of the gentleman opposite, who certainly does not look very grateful for the unexpected gift. Everyone, of course, has seen the awkward accident. Oh, no! That pretty animated girl upon the sofa is much too pleasantly engaged, that is evident, to be watching her neighbors. Playing carelessly with her fan, and casting many sparkling glances upward at the two gentlemen who are vying with each other in their gallant attentions, she has enough to do without noticing other people. She is happily unconscious of the mortification which is in store for her, 
or willfully shuts her eyes to the peril. Alas! Her hand is resting, even now, upon the destroyer of all her present enjoyment, the beautiful, fragrant, treacherous peach. With a nonchalance really shocking to the anxious beholder, she raises it and breaks it open, talking the while and scarcely bestowing a thought upon what she's about. Dexterously done, but, oh, luckless maiden, the fruit is ripe and rich and juicy, and the running drops fall not into her plate, but upon the delicate folds of her dress. The merry repartee dies away upon her lips as she becomes conscious of the catastrophe. It is with a forced smile that she declares, It is nothing, oh, not of the slightest consequence, that unlucky peach. How many blunders, how many pauses, how many absent-minded remarks it occasions. She makes the most frenzied attempts to regain her former gaiety, but in vain. Her gloves are stained and sticky with the flowing juice, and she is oppressed by the conviction that all her partners for the rest of the evening will hate her most heartily. An expression of real vexation steals over her pretty face, and she gives up her plate to one of the attendant beaux, with not so much as a wish that he will return to her. Where are the arch smiles, the lively tones, the quick and ready responses now? Her spirit is quenched. Her manner has become subdued, depressed, shall I say it? Yes, even sulky. Ah, I see your courage will not brave laughter. You steal to the table, half ashamed of yourself as you set down your untasted peach. Your sudden zeal to relieve those ladies of their plates serves as a very good excuse for the relinquishment of your own. You have rescued yourself very well from your dilemma this time. Remember my advice for the future. Never accept a peach in company. End of Miseries Number One. Recording by Lynn Handler.